Welcome to the Chasing Passion Podcast. My name is Dom and I'm your host. Each week, I bring on a passionate person to help you discover your own passion in life and how to begin pursuing it. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let the episode begin. This week's guest is Owen Keegan. In this episode, some of the things we discuss are the following. Importance of gratitude, overcoming depression and anxiety, what a data scientist actually does, along with some other topics. Follow Chasing Passion Podcast on all social channels for exclusive content. Show notes are available on the website chasingpassion.ie. That is chasingpassion.ie. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Oh, what's the crack? Uh, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, man. You're late, but like, that's cool. Ash, oh, look, what can you do? Um, so I guess the first question I have for you is, what's oh, your background? right into it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's just right jump into in. It. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Let's do this. So yeah, can you tell us more about your background? Like, who are you? What do you do? Okay. Yeah. My name's Owen Keegan. I, uh, I work as a data scientist. Okay. And I started off, I'm from Dublin, um, lived in Hoth pretty much my whole life. Um, and I started off this job about four years ago. Okay. Um, I kind of went through uh, like a period of post-college prior to actually starting here. Um, I had worked previously in in a bar for many years. Well, too many years, too many years. But uh, that's what I did before this. And I studied uh, maths in college. And prior to that, I kind of always... I was always good in school, um, and I always kind of had a, an enjoyment. I got enjoyment out of like doing maths and, I guess, helping people do maths as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, I kind of went into maths, and it was I studied in Trinity, and it wasn't what I expected at all. <laughs> okay. It was like it was like shit, man. I came in one day, and uh, one of the lecturers he started uh, he started with like chaos theory, and he just drew a bunch of squiggles on the board and <laughs> said. This is chaos theory. And then we, we were kind of sitting there going, cool story, bro. <laughs> that's uh, that's great. What relevance does this have to anything uh, we do? Mm. And uh, the answer was absolutely nothing. That guy was a terrible lecturer. And uh, throughout it, I kind of like, I flitted between the idea of, of, of kind of dropping out and, and leaving. And then I, I suffered from kind of like anxiety and depression when I was doing exams because I was... Um, I was just so stressed and I was having panic attacks all the time. So I, 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 it hit me hard in third year because obviously the pressure was extraordinary because obviously Trinity third year and fourth year count and they're kind of, they're equally weighted. So you, you don't have any like room for sort of error. If you screw up in, in, in third year, you're kind of like putting yourself at a, at a real disadvantage going into fourth. And, yeah. uh, yeah, for me, that was kind of, that was kind of like, it was just the pressure was just too much. I got through third year, no problem. And then I went into fourth year. And it was even worse. Um, there was no like project work or anything like that, so it was all a hundred percent thought and a hundred percent examined. So the whole thing was on on the exams at the end. And the way Trinity worked their exam schedules, they don't do Christmas exams. Um, they only do summer exams. So like that comes in uh, in May, and it's basically like three weeks or four weeks of. I know like 10 exams um, mm. at the same time from the semester prior to Christmas and the semester, the two terms, the term prior to Christmas and the term after. And you're just hammered with like all this learning and it isn't easy. Uh, it's so far from easy. It's not even, it's incomprehensible, but 
you know if you focus and you you, you apply yourself a, a better than I did you can get through it but yeah I struggled a lot and then I didn't end up sitting the exams in fourth year uh, because I couldn't I just was too uh, I was too I suppose stressed unwell in, yeah. a, in a way you know and I was I was seeing a, a doctor at the time um so then I was kind of like at that point because I'd already kind of considered not considered leaving I, I didn't know what to do right I didn't think I didn't see Matt's having a a direction to it like I, I kind of I saw I saw nothing in the future I mm. was like this does might not suit me maybe I should be doing something else I thought maybe I should be doing like acting or something I, I was really? 100% considering just going dropping out and doing acting and I said it to my dad at the time he said oh that's not going to happen uh, that's a no no so I that kind of went you know out the window and then I said right I better figure out what I'm going to do with college uh, so then I went I basically went into them and I agreed with the head of maths that I'd go off books and that's kind of like uh, an, a never ending just you are off books and you can reset your exams at any time they pretty much said that was the case and that was for me it was kind of that was nice I tried to go back and do them the next year and I just still couldn't. I could barely go to college. I was so because it was hard enough being somebody who was very like always thought that I was fairly intelligent, and then to struggle at something that I thought I was good at, and then to have like working in the bar, I was surrounded by people who just always thought I was some sort of genius, you know. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing fine. And like they all just assumed that I'd breeze through anything that I tried to do. So like the pressure to like, you know, live up to that, uh, not hype, but live up to that expectation and the expectation that I put on myself and then the realization that I had to go back a year into the previous year group and have all the people that I had studied with already finished. It was, it was just too much for me. I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to like uh, properly do it and i was just i was just suffering and i just said okay this this has to wait hmm. this has to wait so i w- went off books again essentially and um and then i st- i kept working in the bar which was probably one of the worst things i could have done because it was just too comfortable you know what i mean and that might have contributed to why i wasn't as 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 maybe I suppose enthusiastic about college as, as as other people were, maybe as bad, as driven as other people were. You know, mm. where people would want to go to the library after lectures, I'd want to, you know, enjoy myself, have a bit of fun. It didn't necessarily mean going out, but like not going to the library. Do you know what I mean? I'd be yeah, interested course, yeah. doing anything like playing pool, something like that. And uh, yeah, they were just so focused, and uh, yeah, just didn't just didn't suit me necessarily but definitely the the job in the pub probably contributed to my my that kind of mindset that i was in at the time um but yeah then i i, I as i said i left i stayed on the pub uh, and i was there for like nine ten years i'd worked there since i was like 15 i was coming up to 24 at the time and uh it just so happened that i knew <laughs> uh my neighbor at the time family friend was the chief data officer in, uh, in oh, wow. the place where I work, and uh, yeah, man, it's not what you know; it's uh, it's who, you, who know. you know. So he came to me one day and said, "Hey, do you want to come see what it's like to work for us and uh, and have a look around?" 
and this was maybe August. Um, and he knew the circumstances. He knew my situation. He wasn't, you know, unaware of it. Um, we I told him, uh, mm. and he said, "Come on in, have a look around, sit with a bunch of the team, see what you like." So I came in two days. I sat with the data quality team. I sat with a data architecture team. I sat with data change. Um, I sat with data innovation, which is the team that I work on now. And at the end of the two days, he just called me into his his office and he said, "So, um, where did you what what did you like the most?" And I mm. said, oh, "Data innovation, one hundred percent. They were doing everything." I just like for the first time, I I saw where maths was used, but like they were also using like programming languages, and they were showing me things that I was like, "Whoa!" I was just so amazed <laughs> because the only thing I'd had exposure to was like OR, and it was for like forecasting, and it was so simple. And I was just like, oh, this this is not exciting at all. But then I saw all this other stuff, and I was like, oh, my God, what the hell? This is completely different. Like, I always said I'd never see myself in an office job. I always said I'd see myself out being, like, a, an archaeologist or, a, you know, someone, like a geographer, somebody that was doing something outdoorsy. I mean, it could have been a farmer. It wouldn't have mattered. You know, yeah. I was always, like, a more actively outside kind of person. But then, yeah, he basically said, which did you like most? And I said, data innovation. And he said all right, do you want the job? And I said, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd love it. <laughs> and he said, cool, uh, you'll start in a few uh, few weeks. And uh, that that was September. No, that was August. That's September. Uh, two weeks later, three weeks later, whatever it was, I uh, started. And I've been here since since then. Um, and now I'm here. But I started a, I always wanted to kind of uh, finish college and, and go through that. Yeah. I had applied then to do to go back to college to go back to Trinity, and they uh, they kind of uh, messed me about it a, a, a lot actually, um, screwed me, screwed me over a good bit, but probably it ended up maybe working out for the best. Um, instead of doing that, I decided to start a master's. So like, not having finished college, I still am able to do a master's, um, in DIT in data analytics. And, um, yeah, I can still work full-time, do that, and there's no problems, and I'm going to come out of it at the end of it with uh, an MSc. And, yeah, I think it all worked out for the for the best in the end, but it's been a, it's been a slog getting here, hmm. uh, for sure. And at the moment, you're doing this course in DAD. Are uh-huh. you enjoying it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It can be sometimes a little bit easy, because having been doing this for like four years i've learned an awful lot Hmm. an awful lot and i've worked with some of like like brilliant people just like straight up like just next level genius but next level like like enthusiasm for what they did as well and when you're working with somebody like that it's very easy to 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 see to see them and think oh i want to be i want to do what they do and i want to do it as well as they do it and that kind of drove me a lot through over the years to be like, okay, I need to be able to do that. And that's what I'm going to learn. And I pick things up pretty quick. So like my learning curve is a bit steeper than potentially other people's. And I just kind of, I just kind of, if I look at something, I, I kind of understand it a lot of the time. So I just, um, I just kind of fly through learning stuff. So I've, I've had exposure to, uh, you know, a, a next level amount of, amount of technology and tools and stuff like that and just 
yeah i've just kind of like learned an awful lot so when i go into the, the the masters a lot of the stuff that i've learned along the way is repeated in the in the course yeah but obviously it's formal it's a formal education as mm. opposed to being self-taught which is kind of where i was now because obviously coming out of college i was heavily maths heavily theoretical um nothing practical into this not having any notion about sql python or anything like that uh, mm. nothing and then having to just pick sql up straight away and then kind of transition into the various other um, various other languages and uh, you know tools and technologies uh, coming into this then it's kind of it, it can be straightforward but the thing about it is is that I learn more than I don't know I'm sorry I learn more I learn more from the course than I would if I tried to do it myself you know so there's a lot in it that you pick up and you don't already know and you seem to be a happy, cheerful, joyful person in general. Like, do you have any secrets? Like, you know, like you think so? Yeah, I think you are. Yeah, I'm a bit um, like the I'm a bit like the the Hulk. I'm always angry. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess uh, most people would agree with that statement. Uh, <laughs> I, I like I've never seen you sad before. No, no, man. But the or thing like about it is, even. the thing about it is that if I get sad, I get real sad, man. I'm like such a such an emotional kind of person that like it 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 does if i do take something to heart or if something does upset me it Mm. like very visibly upsets me like it's not just oh you could brush it off like other people will that have a more stable amount of like (laughs) happiness i think i've got levels of like you know happiness that are just too much and then you kind of gotta you know balance it out somehow and it balances out by by being extra extra you know emotional in in all scales you know so it's not not quite bipolar but like that sort of scale of flip you know by stay i'm pretty consistently happy all the time but i guess my secret oh i don't really have one i think i'm just i'm not one of those people that um that is very i suppose i'm not really that self-conscious i used to be a bit more and i kind of learned very quickly that self-consciousness is not the route you want to go down um, caring about what people think is you know it's, it's conducive to to being uh, more reserved and not that being reserved is a bad thing i'm just like i like to be myself and yeah that's myself a big thing. is happy and if i can't be happy because people you know will put me down if i if i do something silly um if i care about the fact that they put me down if i do something silly then i'll never be myself and never be be consistently happy but i'm also fairly realistic in terms of like i'm not one of those people that looks at what i have and is ungrateful for it so i think uh, like if i if i had a secret my my whole kind of attitude towards material uh, material things and and being grateful for what i have like i i have to be grateful for how i'm here Mm. and that's straight up just I'm I, I'm grateful for how I'm here and how I got here. Now I have worked hard to eventually get to where I am. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that had I not have gotten here with some help, I might not be here at all. My life might be completely different. And it's the same with like, you know, like just growing up, just not necessarily feeling ungrateful for 
the the things that you don't have it's being grateful for the things that you do even if it's the little things you know like i treasure the fact that i can wake up in the morning and have a shower every day you know i like the fact that i have a bed to go home to at night just the things that we take for granted i don't take for granted um and that's kind of my that's kind of why i tend to be happy because i don't let things that get other people down get them down mm. like i had a girlfriend that before that just could never be happy because she was always worried about the things that she didn't have and she was like she always wanted and never just realized that it was all there in the first place she just had to look and be grateful for what she did have instead of looking at everything and and, and feeling like she she wanted that because she didn't have it but i guess that kind of comes with like upbringing and stuff you know like it's hard to like you know if you come from a different background where you don't have maybe then you know at the end you want and when you come from a background where you do have then you might not want but that could be either way like that's not a that's not scientific yeah <laughs> don't take my word for that that's not <laughs> a i'm not saying that that's how it is i'm just saying that that's one of the things that could be could a contributor to people's attitudes towards the things that they that they that they think they want and that they that that upsets them when they don't have it yeah you absolutely know. and have you always been like that like what kind of person were you in school um no i get like i don't know if i've always been like that it's kind of hard it's hard it's hard to know because i'd ne i wouldn't have thought i wouldn't have been sitting in front of somebody trying to explain it in school do you know what i mean yeah so i, I guess in school i was i was definitely always happy i think i've been happy like you know practically my whole life <laughs> which is amazing yeah i don't think i've ever been really that unhappy mm. you know aside from depression and anxiety that was a I was unhappy then, but it was, you know, um, I think like when I was in school, I was probably, I don't know, like, I, I guess I didn't always, I didn't always look at things the same way. Like I would have probably cared more about material things when I was younger, you know. Um, but then again, I always uh, not had them whenever I wanted them, but I had what I wanted, but not I wasn't like the type of kid that was just like asking for everything. I asked for some things and, and I got them, but I didn't, you know, ask for too much. Like some people do where they, you give and then they want and they want and they want, you know, hmm. I wasn't like that. I was happy with my lot. I was happy to have certain things and they made, they, they, they were, they were good enough for me as opposed to being but i didn't conscious i did that wasn't probably a conscious decision that was just i was happy with what i had by nature so just gratitude yeah like i was i was just chuffed being able to go outside and play like tip the can with, yeah. with friends play a bit of rounders in the park hmm. um but make connects connects was my thing man <laughs> i built so much stuff with connects but like that was for me the fact that i had it my imagination could could build the rest of it i didn't need to have endless amounts of connects i needed to have enough to be able to build some stuff you know so for me i never thought about oh, i want the other ones i want more of the connects i want the newest thing i want this i want that i kind of like i would have gone more of a oh i have this and cool and you know i had some other things that would, for me was 
was happy days. Interesting. You know? And what kind of helped you overcome depression or anxiety? Uh, being honest. The thing that I wasn't was honest. Just uh, honest with yourself. Honest with everybody. The, the, the reason I was so, I, I, I kind of got caught up is because I allowed myself to find, to go into a, a web of, of, of tangled lies because I kept, I let, I, like I kept telling people that I was doing well when I wasn't doing well. Mm. And then I didn't seek help when I needed help. And I told everybody it was fine when I wasn't fine. And, you know, and then I wasn't eating. Um, you know, I was like, you know, you know, collapsing in work. I was having panic attacks in the, you know, in the street. I didn't say that to anybody. And then that just builds upon itself because you, you, you don't deal with it. You don't talk about it. You don't allow yourself to admit that something is wrong because I felt I'm, I'm better than this thing that's affecting me. I can get over it because that's, I, I can't let something like this affect me. That's not right. That's what American people do when they have all their psychologists and all their stuff and they, you know, they have all their different people that they see. I'm powerful enough to do it myself. And that's not the right attitude because the reality is you either need to take something, like some sort of medication, or you need to talk about it and be honest about it and allow people to know what your circumstances are so that they aren't constantly talking about the thing that is depressing you and making it worse. Because if they are constantly saying you're doing great when you're not doing great, then it makes you not doing great worse because you feel like you have to live up to that expectation. And that's why, again, having an expectation of yourself and not making it kind of like realistic and being like, okay, hold on, that's not the way things are, mm. just puts you further into that hole. Just puts you deeper down and that's no bueno. You don't want to be there because then it's hard to come back. Um, my sister now my sister actually she got through it as well but she suffered with depression as well she but she ended up because of me she went and saw a doctor and went on to antidepressants mm -hmm. and she managed to get through college but she had the same thing uh, she would she had the thing where she couldn't stop crying she would get a pain in her chest and i would get the same pain but it would make her cry and then she couldn't stop crying like it's so you you don't realize how how strong a, a like how powerful like a like a, that that a feeling is until it until it takes you and then you're like oh god okay this is actually a this is real you know this actually happens this is not something that people make up you know that's it yeah <laughs> sorry man i was real happy there for a while now <laughs> i've just gone i've gone happy completely i flipped it i flipped it on his head that's interesting and if mm. you if you gave yourself um if no one ever you know now best now basically uh what kind of advice would you give to yourself to a 20 year old self oh god value education don't spend your life you know working in a bar because it's not you know conducive to 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 like something that will benefit you i mean it's not a bad job it's just that if you get trapped in that in that society and in that in that world where people who might not have gone might have taken the kind of that route through life and just not given a shit and ended up working in a bar and they mm. kind of try to bring you along with them when you know they've just kind of given up themselves 
then you're going to be in that world of you know drinking all the time and and not focusing on other things that could actually benefit you in the long run now again i'm not saying that being a bartender is a bad job but it depends on what you what you make of it and if that's your career that's your career but like you know you might get find yourself in like going down the path of an al- of alcoholism or something like that if you don't um, if you're not really like you know thinking about it but i mean other than that i mean it would kind of be like just be honest you know and don't um don't like borrow like don't bottle up your emotions like make sure that you you talk to people about the things that are that you're feeling and i think people have gotten a lot better at it these days uh, it's it's much more kind of open i think we have a much more open society where uh, like it's it's more accepted than it might have been years ago and i think people are more they're they're much more they're much better at saying that something is wrong but then mm. like i don't i don't i haven't grown up in this particular society so if i was right now 12 or whatever age i was it might be completely different because you've got like the social media influence and everything that's that that comes with it that like just the general just the internet and how kind of connected people are so i knowing that i know how that is now i would i would i would probably tell myself to 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 value education and to listen to to talk to other people to listen to it's kind of like what this podcast is designed to do to give people guidance through and find out how they can get to where they need to be Mm. just to listen to other people's struggles and kind of learn from that and then realize okay they did that and that didn't really work for them and i might you know you might find some kind of common ground you might say oh the same thing is happening to me and then like to actually listen to that and then to do something about it um you know to make sure that that you i guess i don't know yeah, yeah that would be kind of it there's probably loads of other things that i would tell myself i mean but those are kind of main things you would say yeah yeah i'd say so i'd mm. say like make sure you you travel and maintain friends friends are so important like oh god i can like oh i can't value friends more like it's just not there's no there's no always good to have people to talk to to have people that, that are around you like and not just talk to them just you know about things it's like actually just chatting you yeah. know like having connection but real connection not like internet connection not like friends online like actual people that you can yeah. hang out with because there is nothing worse than feeling lonely like like being alone is probably one of the worst things in the world and if you don't maintain those relationships by by staying inside all the time and or by you know not allowing yourself to have those those friendships because i went through life thinking that friends were you know almost disposable that you you just kind of like fell from one thing to another and those friends were the friends that you had incidentally at the time as you went and looking back that was a terrible mistake because i maintained no friendships genuinely throughout my entire life like none and the friends that i have now again i'm lucky to have them but like they weren't my friends you know back in college they weren't my friends from the pub that i worked in they weren't my friends from the from school i went to they weren't my friends from like you know youth so like maintain friendship on you crazy Mm. bastard (laughs) like that that actually that's probably the main thing i tell myself 
It's like, cop on to yourself. You're a numpty. These are the, you know, good people. I guess surround yourself with good people, actually, because some of them aren't good peoples. So, yeah, surround yourself with good people. Maintain friends. Be with people who also have, you know, a good direct, good sense of direction. And, um, and be honest with yourself. And be honest with yourself, yeah. yeah and, and, and admit that you have difficulty if you do have difficulty because there is no shame in being in struggling struggle is real but it's uh, it's not something you have to do alone no absolutely yeah and when you say value education uh, do you mean third level education like university or do you mean like self-education uh, like learning through books podcasts whatever because you can learn so much just through the internet alone i just mean all education i, mm. I think like the uh, the thing about it is is that you don't realize how much like it's not power but it's like there is an element of you, if you know something, that is a, a like the equivalent of a weapon with which to use. And I mm. don't mean like a weapon to hurt somebody. I mean a weapon that you have at your disposal that you can use to get somewhere sometime when you need to. Mm. Mm. I just I just think that like knowledge is 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 so incredibly useful that you can make so many steps and jumps in life if you know things that other people don't and that you find yourself in a position where your skills and your knowledge become applicable you're golden you know what i mean and a lot of people are like myself included probably don't maybe don't value the education the things that they learn as they go along and it might be formal education as it might be third level it might be second level but it, it is everything like you do like you learn anyway as you go through life like you're constantly learning but it is kind of the things like actual not well i guess third level education education that matters in an in a specific area so it would be third level education that i would say i would not value more than other education but certainly value it in terms of don't look at it and think it's useless because it actually isn't you know it might seem useless at the time but actually there will potentially be a time when this thing will become relevant um and then i'd probably make sure that uh, that i that I also just back on the other point, make sure that I learned a computer language because uh, they are the future, I believe. And, Absolutely. Uh, that's going to be important. So in terms of like learning, I would recommend that people be, you know, try to get into the area of not necessarily computer science, but certainly working with different languages so that they're, that it, it, no matter what job they go into, that they have that at their disposal. You know. But this is only for people who actually want to do that kind of stuff. Like if you want to do like creative work, like design, like obviously it doesn't make sense to do, a, you know, programming language because that's not what you want to do. It maybe not, but you'd be surprised. You never know what the what the future is going to like hold. yourself. Actually, yeah, you you had no idea you're going to yeah. do data analytics, but you you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it might it, you know it could come, it could, you know, there could come a time when art is procedurally generated by computers that artists are now, you know not artists that's a there good point. Yeah. people writing code to generate art like it just i'm obviously that's not going to happen yeah but because you are always going to need an artist to paint a picture but the point is that there's so many things that you don't expect to be taken over by like i suppose like programming um done by machines that has code programmed to do a specific exercise you you don't realize how much how many things are going to be uh, you know, are going to use that technology. Like, if you asked somebody 20 years ago, were cars going to be able to drive themselves? They just said, <laughs> no way. Yeah. No way. No way. 
will always need drivers. That's not the reality. I mean, the reality is that cars will probably never be driven without an, the assistance of a driver. But that doesn't mean that they that they that you know sometime down the line that it's definitely not going to happen. And you know that's something that nobody would have expected. But there's all sorts of other things that people just won't expect that will end up being, you know, not done by humans. Mm. And it will be done by people who write code. And I suppose it's it's probably a useful thing to at least kind of look at and say, is this something that I might like to do? Without rather than just look at it and think, oh no, that's only what the the geeks or the or the, the com- you know the the computer scientists with the the mad unbuns do, you know. And how would you like? What kind of advice would you give to people who actually want to start code? Because I know when I started, like I found it very difficult. I'm like, okay, I have no idea what's going on. But what kind of helped you to understand code and actually begin coding? Um, well, from oh god, I, it, for me it was kind of the realization of what it's what it can do. Like when you when you understand how things are are are, are actually built. Hmm. And you realize that, oh, actually, that's not, okay, I didn't realize how that was made. And now that I know how it's made, oh, I want to see if I can make that. Yeah. It's like the replication of of, of, of things. Um, and for me, that was kind of the thing that, that got me into it because I realized, oh, wow, that's actually how things work. You know, like requests sent and, you know, HTTP requests sent to APIs to retrieve information is the same thing that is how the phones retrieve information for the apps that run on them the data is not stored on the app the data is stored somewhere else you're connecting to a server somewhere and like you think oh no that app must be built all in the, all in the phone i mean some of it is the, the the code to run the app is but not yeah. not not everything else you know and that that for me is is amazing and like thinking about like how the internet is is or sorry websites are made like things that are, are are generated in like angular are are procedurally generated like you you don't have like you essentially give configuration files that that end up populating a web page with content and with the things that are on it it's not like you write every you have to write every item and, and put them in their particular places like a lot of the time it's like for loops that generate the html as opposed to it being like so that that, that that sort of idea is, is so easy to, to like then have like one design that is applicable to many things because if a single design, and it's the same way how like, um, I suppose, the likes of one of those hosting websites where you, you like you have, you build like, you, you buy your website and it's just hosted by some crowd and you fill a template. Mm. You, the template is just filled procedurally with the, the things that you give it, but it's not like it builds the same thing for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's procedural. It's not like you write once and then it does it for a whole host of things. So you only ever have to write the one thing. But like that sort of, that sort of idea is not something that I knew or ever thought of. I would have assumed, I didn't even know how web pages were built. That's like, you know, like, I mean, that's just the reality. And when you find out, it can be quite, a, it can be quite amazing because you're like, wow, okay, hold on. This is something that I can, I should try and do. So like I started off with SQL and I was like, oh wow, I can pull data from a database, great. And then I was like, oh, I would like to do some visualization, but like I could use D3, then I have to use learn JavaScript. Hmm. And then it's on the web, so I actually have to build some some web pages for it as well. It's like, 
oh, that's interesting. Let me try and do this. And then you're like, oh, what can I actually do? And you don't realize the actual extent to what you can do on the web. Like it's not, it, like the limitations just really aren't there. And that's the, the thing that for me is, is amazing. The fact that there are so few limitations. The thing that you can think of is probably possible, even if you don't think it's possible. Do you know what I mean? It's amazing. Like putting 3D models in a, in a thing, you're like, ah, no, 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 there's no way. There is a way, you know? yeah. And it it is it, you know it is something that's uh, that's really interesting, um, but I guess it it depends. You'd have to, you might have to have an interest, or you might just have to fall into it in some ways, you know. Yeah. You either want to do it, or you just end up doing it because you're like, oh, this is related to my job. Now I need to learn this. We should definitely give it a go. Like if you feel yeah. like that's you oh, know problem sure. solving, I think is a big part of coding. And oh. if you enjoy problem solving, I think coding is definitely for you. Damn straight, son. Holla at your boy. I'll solve <laughs> your problems. Uh, yeah, no, I, it's, it's definitely. Problem solving is is 100%. That's uh, something that I've always loved. Crosswords. Love crosswords. Love a good mm. crossword. That's a problem. You know, trying to think of the words that fit in the, the squares. Um. Yeah, I mean, problems like maths was always a problem, um, especially in school. Which is why you were drawn to, I suppose, to maths, because it it's problem solving. It was, yeah. It was why I was drawn to it. Um, but, yeah, the, 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 the for me right now, this is like the, the perfect kind of place because yeah. everything is a problem that has to be solved. And I love I love problem solving. Jigsaws. That's amazing. love jigsaws as well. Yeah. Jigsaws are still problems. I'm very methodical about how I build jigsaws. Mm. I like, you know, <laughs> sort the shapes into the shapes and then... There's, you know, there's only a certain number of shapes that can fit in a particular, you know, setup, whether it has an, an arm or has a an indent. I don't know what you call them, but, you know, it either has an outie or an innie. And, <laughs> uh, and it only ha- it has that on either one side, two sides, three sides or four sides. Uh, or it's a, you know, a blank, uh, so it's just a corner or a, or a side. And like it, you you narrow down what you need to look for. To, and then you go, OK, now I only have to look at this subset of, of, of pieces and then of course you've got the colors but you know solving problems is something i love and and, and data science is, is all about solving problems um business problems generally but definitely problems nonetheless mm. and it is something that uh like uh, even uh, like programming is also solving a problem like the idea of like how do i do this and what is the best way to do this not just how do i do this and write some really inefficient piece of code it's like how can i do this but how can i do this in the best way possible you know what what do I need to get from what I have to what I have to have? That could be in like data engineering, the idea of having, okay, I have a table or I have six tables and I need to produce something that summarizes those tables. Maybe, um, maybe even, you know, brings them together into different, into a different format. And that is a, you know, it could be the idea of building some sort of interaction out of those items in the table that you have. And you have to figure out a way to generate what you want. And that is in itself a problem. Not a very complicated problem. It can be, but it's not always very complicated. But it's still a problem nonetheless. And it's problems that I love solving, hmm. which makes this job really good for me. And could you just explain to the rest of us uh, what a data scientist actually does? Like, what do you do every day as a data scientist? Feck all, mate. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Sit on my desk, Listen, drink I do coffee. podcasts on the reg. <laughs> shout outs to dom uh i mean no it depends like you, you mm, like do you know do you mean like specifically here or do you just mean in the general sense what does a data science do it every day 
I guess in general sense. Well, I'm. I guess, like, I don't think there's like a daily thing. Like, there's. I don't think there's a daily thing because you're going to end up working on different projects. You're probably going to end up um, working on a project for you know a period of time. So your day to day might not always be the same. But like, ultimately, what I do is I write i use python a lot so i write a lot of python i do a, a reasonable amount of sql i do a lot of thinking because i have to th- to think of how to solve problems i do a lot of like helping other people solve their problems as well um i would kind of like think that you would you know i don't know be kind of like conscious of what else might be coming down the line so you might be thinking about okay what else are we doing that might link in what have we done before that might be applicable here so yeah there's a lot of thinking there's a lot of like writing code there's a lot of like figuring out the best way maybe to to you know to represent some information trying to figure out the simplest way to get the same thing across so if you're trying to provide something for somebody you know to the business you'll be like okay how do i need to put this information that they'll understand it because if you can't explain it, then they're not going to get it, and then it's not going to be as powerful. Like a, a simple idea, well explained, can be much more powerful than a, like a complicated idea, badly explained. Like it doesn't need to be, you know, out of this world kind of dazzle me type of type of type yeah. of stuff. It just needs to be, you know, it needs to be clear and concise. But like you'll end up just spending a lot of your time thinking, uh, writing code, um, and uh, and yeah trying to figure out uh, how to represent information data you know mm. graphs that and kind of thing. Uh, what do you like most about your job um well for me it's, it's not always been the same as for everybody but for me it's been the the, the range of things that i've used over the years so like mm. like i said when i started it was sql then i went on to javascript then i did a did bit, of, bit of java i did some other D, uh, some other javascript libraries like d3 then of course with that came html css um then i was like angular so that's slightly different because that uses typescript and it's kind of a little bit more uh productiony then then i said productiony i mean it's a it's a little bit more um you know production environment type of you know writing uh writing uh, you know building a web page than it is writing at the html um but then of course you have the same thing if you're using like if you're actually you know building a server and then like having the having like something like django or or flask populate you know i'm writing you know writing loops to actually procedure to generate the code or the, the the html um and then i went on to like start learning python but python the first kind of bit of python was not for the purposes of data science it was actually for the purposes of of writing the servers to host my, my the the dashboards that i was building in okay. javascript and, and python and there was api management with that to feed the data that fed the fed the web pages so that you'd have the requests that went to the little server in the background it'd just be hosted on my computer or whatever and that would have you'd have then your you'd have the the i suppose the the code that was run that would that would uh create the databases or would um you know provide the the json back to uh the web page whatever it happened to be it could have been like there was always a bit an element of like okay right you'll need to do some manipulation so it was definitely you pulled the, the data back and you manipulated it and you send it off to where it needs to go in the format it needs to go and then i kind of did i did a load of things like i built like um you know various different applications for doing 
certain things so that was very functional um, and again that was a lot of the lot of those those technologies and then I did some graph database stuff so I got to experience Janus graph I got to experience um, HBase so like a NoSQL database and uh, I got to experience Solar which was uh, like a like a, essentially a search engine it indexes um, it indexes JSON objects uh, on keys and uh, and allows you to search and return the values kind of the same way Google works um, not the same mm-hmm. technology but the same idea returns the thing that's most like what you've uh, what you've requested um then i got to i was involved in kind of building like an end-to-end solution for um for data acquisition uh, which was built in scala spark um uh, i get lots of python as well um and then i was involved also in like hadoop um so like the the big data platform so there was a lot of hive and there was a lot of big sql um there was a lot of like building interaction models for web click data. There was a lot of testing then involved in that. I got exposure to the the, the analytics side of things from an operational point of view, and uh, just doing like right having you know providing packs and decks to 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 business areas with kind of questions they'd asked. I did a lot of work in fraud, um, uh, I uh, things like that, um. I, I've just done like yeah. so much that I like I couldn't even begin to 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 start and and say okay well, like these are the things I've books. done but like you know I could go on for ages and yeah. and then I kind of like then obviously I I I you know was I became a manager and that was kind of another a different a different step because then I have to stop being the person who writes necessarily all the code I still have to be the person who writes the code but not necessarily um because I can I can do it quicker than some people when like you know when you're new and you're learning like I was back in the day I had the people to help me get through stuff and and you know now I help people like I would have been helped in the first place um so that's that's a different that's another kind of like another thing that I have to have to manage and and have to like have to look after people and and kind of guide them and and mentor them as as it were and then like I've gotten to the point where I like I mentioned earlier I have like a, a place like there's a like there's a, 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 a like I fit into a to a, a thing I I am I am needed I'm a necessary component of a of a big cog and that feels good because then you know once people especially when people believe in you and people help you and people guide you through through things if if people are, are like you know willing to to take their time to help you it, it feels good so like people be, you know believe in what I what i can do and and that feels amazing so yeah i like it because i have a lot of things going on at the moment um and i'm i'm progressing through life maybe a little bit later than i should have done because i'm getting old now but like you know i'm eventually getting there it's it's coming good we're almost at that point of like woohoo <laughs> we made it yeah. and there's obviously parts of your job that you don't necessarily like um what's that for you oh, there's always that like there's always an element of monotony and there's always some stress and some pressure hmm. and like that thing that kind of gets to me sometimes and it can be hard but you know then it kind of goes away and you're like okay this is all good again but for sure there are elements of okay hold on i'm just do i keep doing the same thing i need something new you know you want to be you want to be kept like interested you want to have something that's kind of challenging all the time and and a lot of the time there is a lot of challenging stuff you do always have like because it's problems on because the problem's generally not always the same you always have something that you need to do you need to learn you need to know 
you know yeah. you might have done stuff with one aspect of the business and then you're going a completely different aspect of the business because they're asking you for something and then you have to learn their side of things um but for sure like the, there is there's a lot of pressure to deliver and that can be very frustrating sometimes and it can be very hard to deal with especially if um if you might clash with some uh, certain you know people if, that you work with and, and then you know when people aren't happy then they it kind of boils up to a little bit of a head and, and people get a little bit frustrated with each other but i guess that just happens everywhere it's not particularly this job i think it's just every job when you do something that that goes um to people who are you know i suppose will expect the best you know Mm. the higher your information travels the 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 more perfect it has to be like you can't make mistakes you have to be a hundred percent sure that what you have is right and you know you have to have people to peer review your work because you might have you know a little bit of tunnel vision when you're looking at stuff but you need to make sure that the information is correct and that the thing that you're saying is a problem or that isn't a problem or that can be fixed in a particular way has to be correct and that's imperative and that puts a lot of pressure on it puts a lot of pressure on people to 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 get to that point Mm. and you're working both as a manager and a data scientist so how are you finding that like do you you like management do you ever see yourself going into senior management oh i think transition away from data science yeah i think well i do transition away from data science i think i I definitely my goal is definitely to 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 manage a team Uh, no doubt um to be great at it like to be well (laughs) well, thanks man (laughs) (laughs) i think like um i think like being able to to inform strategy and being able to like like influence how people work and it's not that you know i would say that i know everything Mm. the point is that being able to to bring people along the same kind of journey that you've been on or a similar journey or, or 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 think of something that you might do differently and go okay i'm gonna like it's your own when you manage a team when you're the head of an area you have it's your strategy that you're implementing it's your vision and that's amazing because you're you get to say what the direction is now obviously mm. it has to tie into the overall strategy of the of the company you can't just be like right lads we're going a completely different way see us later and yeah. then the you know the ceo or whatever is like i know hold on come back here you <laughs> you know fall mm. back in line but no you get to like you get to put your stamp on something and that's that's amazing because then if you succeed it's brilliant you know and it, it, and i do want i do love the idea of of managing a team even if it takes away from the fact that I won't be doing the actual uh, work, be that data science or another area, I think like I think it'd be really interesting to do, you know. And it's definitely my my ultimate goal is to 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 climb the climb the ladder vertically uh, and and see what happens. And there might be a few horizontal jumps in the middle, you know. I might bounce around a few different areas and see what see what's good over the other side of life. Um, and not always say in like a technical role or a role just isolated in in data and al- or analytics. Um, I might jump to jump ship and and do a few rounds in different places. But no, I I think um, I think right now I have the perfect balance because I I get to manage and I get to do, do what I'm good stuff, at. Yeah. yeah, I get to sit at my desk and still write code. Yeah, 
And it, you place. can go up the ladder and still do the things that you want to do, but it, it, becomes, it becomes much harder because you, once you start managing a team, things change. You have to, your mindset changes. You have to focus on deliveries. You have to focus on, you know, finding the work and finding the right work and then managing the workload and, and, and kind of like setting your team in the right direction and, you know, doing all that sort of... Um, background stuff it's there's a lot more documentation packs to 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 board meetings or well not board meetings but you know like uh i suppose management meetings you have to justify your existence or you know justify the work that you're doing and report on the work that you're doing and show that you're bringing value to whatever it is that you're you're whoever it is that you work for or, or what company you work for uh, you've got to justify the budget that you get, you know. Mm. So you can't just be sitting there at your desk going, "I'm just going to write a load of code here today," and uh, yeah, uh, feck all the other work that has to happen. I'm good over here doing my thing. Uh, yeah, but no, at the moment I have to have a good balance. Mm. Okay, I got that shit on lock. <laughs> and you're obviously working in a hard skill field like coding. Uh, do you think soft skills are important? Uh, yeah man. to succeed yeah. as a data scientist oh, for sure for any sure. hard skill in general no I mean like, you can't not have soft skills mm. soft skills but are like super how important, important are they oh like, like top of the list man. top of the list you have to be able to communicate like mm. that's number one number one like even as a even as a lecturer who you know it might be incredibly skilled at some at, at, at a particular aspect of, of their work and whatever they specialize in has to be able to communicate like and it, and you you will get the worst lecture if they can't the mm. worst because then they can't teach because they can't communicate the idea in such a way that people um enjoy hearing it or even understand what it is that you're trying to explain and that just doesn't help anybody because then they're just doing what they're doing but not getting people to the same level or even getting people to a, a, a the level that they they they're supposed to get them to Mm. Uh, and like and just com like communication in general is so important i mean you have to be able to reach out to people you have to be able to talk to people you have to be able to kind of be you have to be comfortable around people and that takes communication skills you know um that's like that that's one at the top of the list right there um i don't know i mean like you need oh, like so many different things you need um like i don't know what would be an example of a soft skill that I could talk about? <laughs> well, I think, I think communication think. is a big, big one. But like, I, like just to bring, uh, go back on the point, like you may know everything about the subject. You may know everything about data science. But if yeah. you can't, if you can't communicate what you, what you actually did, what your project was about to the stakeholders, to the people who actually make decisions, um, it's useless. Yeah, so I think, like, I think communication is yeah, absolutely the number one soft yeah. skill. And then the other soft skill, I mean, like, you know, just being around people like uh -huh. leadership like, oh yeah that's a good call there you go there's a good soft skill yeah 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 you <laughs> so you think they're all important for a data scientist <laughs> no i mean they're important for everything not just yeah data no science. absolutely yeah. for everything yeah leadership's a good quality i mean like i always value um maybe just because i am like just just in general just being friendly hmm. i mean there's nothing worse than having just being somebody, nice to people yeah. yeah being nice being being like if you're you know if you're if if you if if if, if it applies being a gentleman just being just being a good person mm. that's kind of important um 
you know being able to uh to 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 folk to be able to look at business problems and 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 understand the the business of them not the technical side but the actual you know and then being able to like i suppose break down a uh, it's it's a is it a soft skill i i can't i don't know now but like being able to like look at a problem and and not solve the problem but cer- certainly like you know know how to know how to like word that problem or to like vi- like not visualize it but like doing all the stuff like six thinking hats um swat analysis all those things that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. are non-technical things that have to be done as part of the the kind of the initial like discovery and the initial thing of looking at a problem and and saying okay you know what is it that we know uh, you know what is it that we that we don't know what can we do with this where can we you know yeah. what can we achieve you know that kind of thing mm. um all those like st- all those soft skills being able to like understand people and then change your tact with how you deal with them because like something that's very important is like you know the the skill will matrix or well not matrix it's like the skill will graph where you've got like high will and high skill or low will low skill where somebody might be might be very highly skilled but they don't have they're not they don't have the willingness to to do the work like that's a that's a that's like it's super important to know what sort of like the leadership skills that you, the leadership mentality that you have to apply to that person to get them, you know, into the high skill, high will kind of quadrant where you want kind of ideally you want everybody. Now, obviously you're not going to get that. You're going to have people in all sorts of quadrants, but you have to deal with them differently. Like you can't talk to a person with low will in the same way you talk to a person in, with high will, you know, you can't with no, you can't talk to the person with low skill that you'll talk to the same person with high skill. Like the idea is it's completely different. You'll learn that in like in kind of like leadership training. Um they'll they'll kinda of go through all that sort of stuff where you you have to change the way you the way you talk to people, the way you like the way you kinda of teach them and the way you like bring them on their journey. You've got to mm. you know you can't treat people the same way. But it's also important to identify their kind of their their strengths you're also important to identify their uh the type of person they are so like i can't remember what they're called but like personality traits you know like the intj um that sort of strength thing, finder the, all that kind of uh, stuff, strength yeah. finders is the is the yeah is one 16 um, personalities the 16 personalities i can't remember what it's wilkes, cox wilkes or something like that is it um and no then idea. there's another one like it's just four quadrants like red yellow blue green hmm. um they represent like you know whatever they represent hmm. but it's important to be, like those things to be able to like look at those for different people and understand where people lie and then hmm. understand how you have to deal with those people especially from a business like a business point of view actually like a job like you don't want to do that in real life you know what i mean like looking at somebody and going ah, i have to deal with this person differently to the way i deal with this person people are different like because you, you, you need to kind of you know treat people differently because we're all different we all we all have different personalities yeah absolutely we definitely are. Yeah. Like there's so many different there's like there's so many. There's so many different types of people. And um but yeah, that's like it's a good thing. Like I mean, having that sort of um having that diversity oh, absolutely, in yeah. the workplace is like in like it is so important. I and mean, do you think it's no important idea. actually diversity in general in oh, the workplace? Uh, like absolutely. There's no there's no doubt. I mean, like I said earlier when I was talking about um solving problems, uh like you don't want just the one type of person solving the same 
solving all your problems because they're not going to solve them in the same way. Like somebody, so take for example, if you had to build a, a, a say if you had to build a building, you had to design a building. If hmm. you were uh, somebody who did not have a disability, you may not consider disability when building the building. Somebody who might have or might know somebody who does would then contribute to that and make the building better by putting in disabled access. Now, obviously, that's a simple idea because you actually have to have that in your buildings. Anyway, the point is not that it has to be there by default. The point is that like, if you were to just say, okay, build me something from scratch, some one, one person will build it one way, another person will build it another way and add in different, have different things because they've thought of different uh, different aspects of their life that they that they that they they've experienced and that they would include incorporate into it especially like in design like i mean you can't like people experience lots of different things and designers have to go like travel the world to get inspiration from various different designs mm. to to make things work um but like that sort of thing it seems like such a simple idea but once you put once you have like diversity of thought and like like diversity of culture in the workplace then you you have all the the necessary components to ensure that the ideas that come out of there are going to be as diverse in nature as possible um well maybe not as possible but you know you're going to get a solution that's a lot less one-sided than a solution that would be developed or built or uh, the an idea that would be thought of by a person who has had a, a certain experience and a certain way of living um and that's just the, that's just the way things are like i mean you might think that you'd think of all of everything you might say oh no i'd think of every eventuality but you probably won't you know just because you think one way is a good way to solve something or, or you think one way is a good way to develop something or build something or you know you know whatever it happens to be somebody else might come in and say oh, but did you think about this or Hold on a second. What about this person or this type of person or what about in this situation? You know? Like you can't you can't dis diversity at all. Like you mm, you need mm. it. Just for that simple simple fact. You have to have different people thinking about the same thing in order to get the best out of what you're trying to you know. Yeah, because we all have bring. different perspectives. Exactly. We all do. Mm. Like, you know, at, say for example, in marketing. If you had somebody who was in marketing and always did things that they thought were the best because they thought they were the best, as in it was just one person thinks this is the way to sell this mm. product, you'd never sell the product. You'd sell it to people exactly like that person. Exactly. Right? That's just the way it is. You have to have people who know like whether it's the colors that you use, the, the way you present the product. Now, obviously, brands have – they have – the brand so they're going to want it a certain way to to in line with their brand but like like marketing is so important that if you say if you were like you know uh giving out if you were selling a product and you were a young person and you didn't advertise the product which might be available to an older person but you didn't think of the fact that there's older people that might want to buy them they might not that might not be the best marketing campaign because they might you know they might be equally as likely to buy the product, but now that you haven't made it look like they can, then they might not. They might not, you know, see your 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 advertisement and go, "Oh, okay, that looks like a good thing that I should have." 
So it just depends, but you you definitely need to have. Yeah, no, I agree. Needs to be there. And you seem like a person who just go home after after his job and think about work. Like you're probably there. I don't know. What that's that's the image I get. Like, do you think it's important to switch off when once you finish work, or like what's yeah? I like to know your thoughts about that. I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Uh, oh God, no, I don't. I don't turn off at all. I do sometimes. I think it's very important. Um, which is no, good, but like you're clearly passionate about your job. Like you genuinely love what you do, which is fair enough. Like I love to be in that position. Yeah. Like it depends. Like uh, like I would sometimes I go home and I'd be at half eleven or twelve and I'd still be thinking about work. Like it's not, it's not <laughs> good, but it it just depends. Like I cannot like I can't stress how important it is. Like I said before, to to maintain friendships, but also to maintain like elements of exercise, like healthy living. Not doesn't have to be like eating healthy, eating the right stuff. I mean, they're, they're, that's obviously an important part of it, but like getting a balanced lifestyle whatever way that is that works for you is like incredibly important um I and what's your approach to that my approach to that well that's a very good question i used to have a great approach to it but like i don't <laughs> have such a good approach like like do, having something like i don't like i don't necessarily like the gym i, I just just never like the gym so instead i do things like uh bouldering but it, with college it, it kind of gets in the way it's and that's part of the problem because once you once you say no to something once, it's far too easy to say no to it again. If you decide to do something else, because we are like hum- like we're we're human and we're uh, you know we are routine, like the we creatures of habit, and it's like it's it's so obvious. Like we sit in the same seat every time if we could. We don't like change. Small perturbations to our day are you know put us in bad moods. Like we we generally like everything to happen as it happens the way it happens always, uh. But then once it doesn't happen, if you choose for it not to happen, then it becomes a different type of routine, and again that just falls into place. But I think like a, an element of exercise, an element of like switching off and and making sure that you go and meet friends and go out and do whatever it is that you 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 do and uh, have something that like you're interested in other than work. Um, because if hobby, you end yeah. up just like spending your whole life doing work well then you're going to spend your whole life doing work because it's just going to become the routine the thing that you do all the time and it's going to be far too easy to maintain it um, and you know because it happens for nine hours of the day eight hours a day whatever it is you work and you're just going to end up staying there and like i did the same when i was working in the bar i you know i'd finish work but i'd stay around you know i even when i was when i've started this job I still did some. I still did some shifts in the bar because I, f- I, I felt like I could help. I, I used to f- finish work here and go and work there, and not for money. Like I was just, I was just like, I was helping because I was like, I should help. But that was like, that's you know, not good. Though I don't, I don't think anybody should do it. But yeah, no, I do. Sometimes I do kind of not switch off. Like I'd, ra- I'd sit there and I'd you know be be doing something rather than like watching some netflix or something you know or you know but and what do you think about like is it a problem that you have a work or are you just trying to come up with a better way to do something oh like, what would you yeah, like it's it like sometimes it's it's you know sometimes it's like figuring out what i'm gonna do f- for things that up you know that things that are upcoming so it's like maybe like looking at looking at the situation saying okay so I'm here right now and this thing has happened and this thing has changed. 
and now I need to figure out what I'm going to do and how I'm going to like place myself and 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 what I'm going to um, what I'm going to you know try and change to make sure that this is as smooth or as you know this change might be as, as smooth or as as good as it possibly can do like it might be that there's opportunity and it might be like okay now I need to figure out how to take advantage of this opportunity and I think about that and I'd write like you know uh just write like you know write down stuff in a in a text editor and just be like okay I can I have these questions that I need to ask myself or answer myself and I'll figure out the figure out the answers to them uh it could be like I have a it could be that I'm working on something and I just think about the answer and then I start going okay right I better write this down because if I don't write it down I forget yeah it could be I'm thinking about like so you don't always get time to do things that you might be interested in so like it might be something on the side that you're trying to do and you might go home and you're like okay now I can work on it and then I might just you know because I can I can log into work from home so I can work on my PC and work if I'm doing stuff and you know that's also not not ideal but yeah I do a bit of that Um, interesting but yeah I do like it just depends it just depends what's happening at the time yeah like I, I always say, a lot of my problems are solved when I when I'm going to sleep. Like I literally think, oh, like I, yeah, literally all my all my best ideas come to me when I'm just about to fall asleep. No way. Oh yeah. So you just wake up, you write down what you have. Like, I don't even write it down. I'm just like, I know how to solve that problem now. Okay. Yeah. Whatever it was, because like, just that's why I think I like problem solving so much because I'm, I'm just like, just the way my brain works. I think I'm always solving problems. You know, it could be anything. It doesn't know. It doesn't matter what it is. But yeah. I just think about it. and I'm like, oh. That's it. Okay, cool. Um, so if anyone has a problem to solve, just shoot up Owen and he'll get you sorted. Shoot me up? Jesus, man. I'm not into heroin. Come on, <laughs> bro. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm trying um, to be professional over here. <laughs> and if you were to do any other job besides what you're doing now, uh, what would that be? Oh. Oh. Uh, I probably would have been like uh an actor or a singer an actor, really yeah or a singer a singer yeah what i think like i always was like an entertainer an entertainer that's what i'd be well you're definitely entertainer i'll give you that oh, i'm definitely that's... not funny though i i find myself hilarious like i find <laughs> myself hilarious i love my own jokes and uh i'm thinking yeah no i think i'm funny but like i'm definitely not funny i'm not, i can't deliver a joke but I'd like I'd I'd be an entertainer. I don't know why. I think but that's it's just interesting. Like, yeah, because like problem solving. Okay, you're doing problem solving now. But mm. entertainer, actor, singer. Like you're not really oh, completely doing different. problem solving. So no. what? Why are you drawn towards um, singer or being an actor? It, I I suppose my personality. Like I guess I've always been the type of person who was like oh geez how would you like <laughs> people might say nowadays to be like oh he's so extra, but I, what I mean <laughs> is like I definitely much more i like making people laugh i like making people happy and the way i do that is by being entertaining and it might be being silly it might be doing you know it might be just like dancing it might be like singing it might be like you know doing a bit of acting or do like what i mean is like you know doing like voices or something or doing a, you know, a little skit and just doing something silly but like i, I always like making people happy so i think that's why i would be that's why i would want to do that because i think people are people enjoy watching like looking at theater watching movies and they enjoy listening to music they they um they 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 get 
a great kick out of just having you know there's always like that friend that that's a bit more you know a bit kind of more uh you know not afraid to express themselves than other friends and yeah they're the one they're kind of the more the, the the entertainers of the group if you want for for a better word but uh but yeah no i think that's that's what i'd probably do i i don't really know if that would ever happen but i think that's what i what i might you never do. know yeah you, you never know i, I mean, mean youtube is such a big 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 thing as well like you can literally be an actor on youtube well not an uh, actor, well, like, but i mean you could yeah but it's well, like you're it's gonna the have same your own tv like, show i don't have a problem presenting i don't have a problem yeah. doing this i don't have a problem like sitting here with a microphone in front of me doing a, a podcast and talking about myself mm. i don't have a problem being in the in the public eye i'd get up on a stage and 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 do something if i had to you know and not even if i had to but if i was at, if somebody said hey go on up there and you know whatever do karaoke do this do that i don't care i could be crap i could be absolutely terrible yeah. i wouldn't give a flying hoot you know i'm always like the person who is is just like loud and 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 just kind of like just being i just i just doing what i would want to do and then if people hate it they hate it if they like it they like it but i'm still gonna just be me and um and yeah for me it's just all about you know it makes me happy as well so so that maintains the the thing but yeah mm. well, that's that's kind of and do you you mentioned routines earlier on do you have any particular routines yourself like evening routine morning routine my whole day is a routine man tell us all about it uh oh my my whole routine well no okay. like do you, have a, do you have a particular morning routine oh yeah for shizzles no i'll tell you my routine okay um i'm listening i as i said i go i go to bed about 12 o'clock there thereabouts I wake up at about 5 a.m. Wait, so you wake up at 5 o'clock and you go to bed at 12? Yeah, man. Yeah. That is I wake crazy. Up at five. And then I, I did, that's for a couple of reasons. One is to make sure that there's a, you know, there's there's hot water so I can have a shower, that kind of thing, just to make sure that the, the actual, uh, the actual the timer has, has come on as it should and everything's working well. Um, And also then I like to be, I like to kind of wake up. You know, I don't like to like snooze a lot, so I don't like to set a, a load of alarms. I like to have like one or two alarms. That's the max I'll have. But I'll wake up at five, check, and then just lie back in bed for for a little bit, and then get up, and that'll be about half five. And then I'll try and do a little bit of exercise, make my bed. It's important. You know, what was the man said? You know, if you make your bed in the morning you come home to a tidy bed at night yeah is uh, that the navy seal commander is yeah exactly yeah, yeah i've seen that, that video that, yeah it's good mm. watch a few of those sometimes like you they're do good. get there's some elements of it that you're like oh that makes so much sense yeah and it's a simple thing it doesn't take much to make your bed in the morning like literally doesn't take two seconds and you feel good about it like oh, yes, absolutely. i actually did this absolutely like, what it's, a great it's start a little achievement yeah. but that's the thing achievements man putting your achievements into perspective you know, people just set their set their 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 sights so high, and then they're so yeah, like start small. Yeah, you just start started your day with a nice little hmm. a nice little thing of like yeah, making your bed or doing something that you think is good. Like I don't know, a little bit of exercise. You know, whatever it happens to be, a few hmm. push ups or a few squats or a few, you know, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so I make my bed, I get up, and I, um, I generally then have a shower. And um, 
I enjoy my shower, so I take a bit longer in the shower. It's, you know, I give myself some extra, like some me time, you know. <laughs> um, and then I get out and I would, uh, you know, dry my hair, have my have some cereal, some orange juice. I eat some bran flakes. That's what I generally have. Cold milk, um, like that crunch. Um, then I go and I'd, um, you know, get properly dressed. Um, brush my teeth and leave the house and I'd kind of walk down to the train um, if it's like if it's nice if it's like absolutely th- you know thunderous rain outside I'll probably you know not walk down because that just wouldn't be ideal but like on a, on a reasonable day especially during the summer and stuff I like to walk down then I go mm. to the local coffee shop now I go to the local coffee shop no matter what and I get a coffee uh, a little flat white chat to those people again it's good to have connections so like it is just chatting to the people in the place making friends um then i uh you know they always have a paper there as well so just browse through the paper and then i get the train in come into work get to work at about like 25 past eight there thereabouts then i kind of you know read through a few bits and pieces if i have to any sort of mails or figure out what i have to do for the day and just look over a few things and Kind of just make sure that I, I know exactly what I have to kind of do for that day. Not quite like, oh, I have to do this, then this, then this. But know in, 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 in or abouts where, what I need to kind of finish by the end of the day to, to get to where I need to be on Friday. Um, and then that's that's kind of set up. And then kind of kind of genuinely start work at 9 o'clock. Um, go for lunch about 12 o'clock, 12.15, there mm. thereabouts. Grab some, grab some footage. Um, as somebody made a comment there today, I've been having a lot of desk. What did he call it? Desk dining. Yeah, eating my desk a bit too often. And why is that? Like, do you want to get more know. work done? Do you feel I, more productive? No, man. Like, I just, I don't know. I just don't. I, d- I actually don't know. I don't think there's a reason for it. I just, again, I think it's just habit. I've done it a few times, yeah, and there yeah, becomes yeah. a habit. Hmm. Like, I don't think I'm like going and going. Oh, I can't wait to eat at my desk today. <laughs> um. And it's then, I, like you know, yeah. like the other day, I was you know at the other end of the place, not yeah. at the desk, but we're in the same room. Like ideally, it'd be so outside somewhere, but you know, it's not really much place outside. No, not in this weather. No, God, no, it's horrible. But um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like uh, that's kind of where the the day kind of takes and its what toll. About after work, get a little bit tired around four o'clock. Okay, then like bounce out of that, no problem. <laughs> uh, leave work at about six. Um there thereabouts um today it's a little bit later than six what can you do <laughs> this podcast is supposed to be 45 minutes it's now <laughs> going to come on two hours <laughs> he said 24 was the max i think we might make it but 24 uh, hours yeah exactly uh so I, I keep people here till till all hours of the evening as well mm. no i'm joking but then i leave i generally go for another walk because i've been inside so often so i would walk maybe from here back over to the the north side of the city back to back to the side where where i need to go then i go generally grab another coffee if i if i feel like it um uh, and then i would go and 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 head home and then i would i would go in and i'd uh, get some kind of like i'd either have some dinner or i wouldn't have some dinner depends how i'm how i'm feeling if i'm hungry or not and depends on the size of the lunch generally i'll eat something i just might not have like a dinner i might have something else and then i'll uh, i'll sit down at my desk and I'll either do college work, depending on the time of the year, or I'll do 
uh, I'll look at some some various bits and pieces. I might do some research, um, or I might do some like just some light reading. I might read a book, um, or I might uh, I might watch some Netflix. Right now, I'm watching the if I if I do watch it, uh, I watch the I'm watching the third season, or is the th- I think it's the third season of Designated Survivor. Yeah, maybe it's the fourth season. Oh God, I can't even remember. I think I think it's season three, but it's the it's the latest season and it's, it's all right. I watched it at the start and I loved it, and then season two was a bit poxy, and it's backing <laughs> at it with the with the with the third season. So we're getting through that, uh, and then I generally um yeah, then it's back to back to bed again. But then obviously some other days I go meet some friends. A lot of the time in the weekend I I meet up with some uh, some friends of mine, you know, chat to some people. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of like my my daily routine. And it's very structured because I know if I went to bed at twelve and woke up at five, what that's like less than five hours of sleep. Like I I feel exhausted. Like do you feel like this the case for you? Does coffee help? No, I don't drink coffee for the energy. I drink coffee because I actually love coffee. Mm. Like I could sit here and talk for another I don't know how many hours about coffee. Like I just I love coffee, but it's not (laughs) because it's not because it gives me like the the boost. Um. I drink it because I actually really enjoy it. Um but yeah, no I mean like I think that the it probably helps in some ways, but I don't get tired. Like I said, I get tired about 4, but not like to the point where I'm going to be absolutely shattered. You know, um I think it's probably because I I am used to getting up and I'm used to sleeping and I don't let myself sleep and I was actually saying it to somebody recently. I actually get headaches if I sleep for too long. Really? And they were like, <laughs> you should probably get that checked out. And I went, now that I've said it, maybe I should. Yeah, I kind of get like, um, I, I wouldn't say it's like, it's like a like pressure headache. It's like where it's just a pain. And, and it's because I've been sleeping too long and I'm not used to it. It's a weird one. I, I really don't know. But I get really bad headaches sometimes as well. I used to get like, not migraines, but like headaches that would... You know, I used to, I used to, I used to say, um, my my headaches could uh, subdue a rhino. Uh, they're that bad, like they'd be, oh, they'd be terrible. But I'm not sure if they're as bad as migraine. But they could be on that on that scale. I definitely took migraine tabs to to quell them, and and you know, didn't always work. Like they just, I would not be able to do anything. I remember I had oh, this top tip: don't ever put bulmers in a freezer and then drink it it comes out like a slushy but like i've never experienced a hangover like i experienced when i drank a few bombers that had been in the freezer on a sunny day to keep them extra cold and that was the worst headache i've ever had that was self-inflicted but a lot of the other ones aren't Mm. jesus that was rough (laughs) i couldn't move i couldn't i couldn't turn my head it was like it, it felt like there was literally somebody with a sledgehammer just like hitting it so often I, I've never experienced anything like it it felt my like my head was going to explode maybe you should get that checked out probably should yeah that yeah. was a bit of a well that one was like I said self-inflicted the old sleeping one though it's more of a like I just don't like I feel like fuzzy and I, and I feel like like there's a pressure and only if you sleep more and, um, only if I sleep more yeah I never get that never get that any other time weird yeah mm. and Owen yeah what are kind of the three biggest lessons that you learned from your life as a whole oh uh, be grateful for what you have mm-hmm. and not ungrateful um be a gentleman if you're a, if you're a male you know and that's that's not specifically to females i mean 
you know, holding the door for people is global. Um, stepping back and allowing people to walk past if if it's a situation where there's a narrow passage mm. global um, helping people when you see people again like just be just be just a, be a, nice a genuine person. person yeah yeah um, be honest mm. you know and then um, I don't know just yeah, I don't know. Just be, just be, just be yourself. I actually, that would be probably the thing. Like, just be yourself. Be yourself. Yeah. Takeaway of today: Will be Smith yourself. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll wrap up the podcast now because we actually are going to go on for twenty four hours. So yeah, listen, Owen. Uh, thanks very much for coming on the show. Oh, it was a very interesting me. conversation. I could literally speak about these things for like literally twenty four hours, but I guess we need to stop we could somewhere. Go on. We could go on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks again. Thanks again for coming on. It was greatly appreciated. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would be pretty cool if you shared it with your friends or anyone else who you think would benefit from it. You can find all the show notes by going to the website chasingpassion.e. That is chasingpassion.e. Thank you for listening today and I hope you enjoyed the episode.